People First podcast is a show presented by people with learning disabilities for our friends and the community. We talk about the issues that are important to us and interview interesting guests to find out new information. This is our way to Hello everyone and welcome to the People First Podcast. On this episode, we're going to talk about the Red Bad Project and we have some experts here to give us some answers to some questions. Could you introduce yourselves please? Hi, I'm Tracy Robinson. I'm a health facilitation nurse based at Body Loves Health Centre. Hi, I'm Sarah Heseldon. I'm a health facilitation nurse based at Waddy Loves Health Centre. Hi there, my name's Richard Dempsey. I'm an additional needs healthcare assistant working under um, Safe Guy team at the Bradford Royal Infirmary. Hi, my name's Natasha Knott and I'm a student nurse working under the Safeguarding team. Well, thank you very much to you all for taking the time to come to the show. Thank you. Who should have a health passport and red bag? Anybody that has got a learning disability should really have a health passport and a red bag. It's mainly the people that are on the learning disability register. At the minute we're asking that they're 18 and over. So anybody aged 18 and over with a learning disability. Thank you very much, that's very helpful. How would someone first get a red bag? So if you contact the safeguarding team at Bradford Hospitals on 01274-364-706, if you speak to a lady called Caroline, she will help you get a red bag. What is the importance of owning a health passport red bag kit? Right, so the red bag, it's got, so the health passport, it's a VIP hospital passport and on the red bag it's got the VIP logo. So when you go to hospital, when you've got a learning disability, it will immediately identify you as somebody who needs extra support. So the other thing that the red bag will do is that's to keep your hospital passport in. So lots of people go into hospital and the hospitals lose the hospital passport. So they lose all that information about you. If you have a hospital passport, that's got all the information about how we could help you off a safe journey through hospital. The other thing that you can do with the red bag is you can put anything in there that would make sense to you, that makes you more comfortable in hospital. So it might be a cuddly toy, it might be a book, it might be some music, it might be some sensory stuff. Everybody takes something different that makes them feel more safe in hospital. That's brilliant. Thank you. What kind of things should go inside your red bag? The things that should go inside your red bag, as we've said, is the, hospi- is the hospital passport, which is a very important piece of documentation because that's all about you. There's other bits. If you have a respect form, that can go inside the red bag or if you're on the respiratory pathway you might have a care plan called keeping my chest healthy so any documentation that helps to keep you well inside in in the hospital will actually 
help go is good to go inside your red bag. Uh, any critical medication, so if you are on epilepsy medication or any other medication, if you have packages of your medication that you're going to need while you're in hospital, that's an important to go in because pharmacy can take a long time in hospital to get you your medication. Uh, and then things that are going to keep you safe and that are going to keep you feeling okay whilst you're in hospital. So it can be things like a teddy bear or a blanket or some sensory lights, some fidget spinners, colouring books. Uh, you might want to take your switch or a DVD player. Anything that you can that's that's individual for you whilst you're in hospital that's going to make you feel safe whose responsibility is it to look after your red bag well it's it's a bit of a responsibility really um yourselves and your carers make sure it comes with you when it when you come to hospital or when you come to hospital if you let the staff know where it is and um, they can make sure it goes with you through departments because sometimes what happens always you might come in through the any department which is the emergency department the Bradford royal and um you just need to make sure that the carers and yourself just make the staff aware um that it's there so then when you do get transported to like a ward or you get admitted to a ward then that can go with you and when it gets to the ward um you should have like your own little um private like bedside table so you can keep your uh, red bag in there so it's safe um but we do recommend that um your hospital passport which is the vip passport which is all about you is like um, at your bedside so the staff can read it and it's, it's accessible for everybody just so we know about you and your needs and your wishes so we can help support you better and make you stay in hospital as stress-free and as pleasant as possible that's brilliant thank you where sh should we keep our red bag and when should we take it out? Right, well, we ask that you keep your red bag ready at home so that it has all the information in that we need about epilepsy, about medication, about your health passport and all the things in that you need to keep yourself safe in hospital and make you comfortable. But we ask that it's ready at home. Now, some people take those bags out just when they're going for a stay in hospital, but others take them when they're going to an outpatient's appointment or when they're going to a dental appointment because it has all the information in there about how you communicate and how you want to be treated. So it's important. Some people like to take it out for those appointments as well. How does it help if we're going to hospital if we have a red bag? The, the main way it helps when you're going to hospital, if you bring your red bag with you, uh, like Tracy was saying, it, it um, obviously has a lot of information in there that's important to you. Um, in regards to the way you communicate and what sort of support you need. Um, so um, some people might not be able to verbalise right well, um, so we need to know that so we can make them adaptations. And like I say, as a safeguarding team, we can um, obviously provide the adaptations, so we can provide like picture cards, um, um, flashcards, uh, communication boards, if, if that's something we communicate. We get some people who are maybe partially sighted, um, or um, like deaf, um, for example, so we can clear... Um, have like clear face masks, so some some people read, um, and like Tracer was saying again about your medication. Um, so sometimes you come into A and E and you've got like specific medication, like epileptic medication, which is quite um, um, specifically timed. So you need to have that like, on certain times of the day. So we need to make sure that we're aware of this so it gets um, put on at the right times. And um, same again with um, some medication. Um, you may have like um, a swallowing difficulty, so you might have some medication. What's um, liquid? And like I said, sometimes it does take a while for to get that from the pharmacy. 
So if you can bring that with you inside your bed bag, um, that'll just help us make sure we're getting the medication, what's vital to you, um, into it right times. Thank you very much. Red bags have all ended being used in Wakefield. When did they start? How have they been successful? Yeah, the, the red bags did start in Wakefield. We started working in 2019, just before the pandemic, in Wakefield. And we started giving them to people. I worked for an organisation that supported people. And we gave them to the people that I supported to take into hospital. And we found that they were making a real difference to their journey through hospital. They were supported much more successfully. They spent less time in hospital. And their health outcomes were much more positive if they had a red bag. So then what we did was we asked the, showed the NHS the evidence and how well we'd seen it making a difference and they gave us lots of money so that we could give a red bag to every adult in Wakefield with a learning disability. So that, well, that's, over, that's 2,600 people. So we were able to give a red bag to 2,600 people in Wakefield and that enabled us to improve health outcomes. But also it meant that we could go into the emergency departments and train the staff and adults with learning disabilities were helping us do that. I want to help Passport help someone who's registered blind or partially sighted. If there's someone who comes into hospital who's um, registered blind or partially sighted, um, for example, if if you are partially sighted, sometimes we need to make um, you aware when we're coming to the room, so let you know where we are, let you know where we are, where we stood, because sometimes it can be quite frightening. If um some uh, if all of a sudden you hear a sudden voice or someone's talking to you, especially obviously in A and E, it's quite a busy place anyway. Um, same again if obviously you are partially sighted or is blind, we need to make sure where and at. So when it comes to obviously um moving on hospital, um make sure like for example your bedside tables, uh, like your your water and your food and your your drinks, we need to make sure you keep putting it in the same place. Because a lot of people um obviously. Uh, Adaptation in the home when regards to when you're registered blind or partially sighted, and they make sure they put the things in the same place. So, if a healthcare assistant and nurse are aware when it's um, on the wards, they can be vigilant when they're moving stuff about so we're not putting stuff in your way, what won't normally be in there. So, if you are independent and able to get to the loo, we're not putting stuff in place, what you're going to fall over. Is there any advice you can give us today or any further information on? how to look after our health passports. could get them laminated, couldn't you? So if you spill anything on your health passport, then it can just be wiped clean. I think another thing to say is to always keep it updated. So if something changes with your health or your medication, make sure that that's changed on your health passport. The other thing on your health passport is to think about any reasonable adjustments that you might need when you go to hospital. So, for instance, I know a lady who likes... She has a cuddly teddy bear that goes everywhere with her and she likes Disney music, so she takes her iPad with Disney music on and that makes a huge difference to her when she's in hospital. Somebody else that I know has a special cup with his face on that he takes into hospital. Some other people might need information in an easy-read format or braille even, they might need information presenting in a different format and they might need medication giving to them in a different format. So you might need medication in liquid form and it's about putting that information onto your health passport.
And uh, a bit of advice and all, if you can find a way of getting someone like yourself or someone to help you keep electronic copy, because um, hopefully when these red bags are in place, all your passport will go in there. Um, but in the Zwinian scene before, when I wasn't being for in, they got misplaced. So hopefully um, with the red bags, um, I'll get handed out, obviously everything will go in there, so there'll be less chance of it happening, but um, just to prevent it. So we can obviously, as myself, I could ring like your, your care home or I could ring your friends or your family. And we could um, get a, a new copy sent out so I can reprint it just in case it goes missing so we're not having to fill it all in again. We've heard the Red Bag Project was launched on the 13th and 14th of this month. Could you tell us more about that, please, and upcoming events? That's right. Um, we had a bit of a launch um, day on the Monday and the Tuesday for like a Valentine's week. So basically what we did, we had a big lot of um, promotion inside the concourse at the Bradford Royal Infirmary. So we're like m and everything is. So we set up a big stall. Uh, myself on uh, um, the safeguarding team. We had the lead, um, LD nurse there, Caroline. Um, we had a, a student nurse there. Um, we had the chief exec um, and the chief nurse come down to see what was going on. And we had a bit of fun because we had uh, myself, Jessica, as Cupid, going around trying to talk to people, get them, get them involved. Um, I spoke about Red Bag, how important it was, um, and tried to promote it a bit to let people know about it, to try and get that better care and treatment for people with additional needs so we can get them reasonable adjustments put in place quicker as they come in and hopefully make a better experience. I think it, well, I think it was good because the, at the hospital they managed to talk to like doctors that were coming along the concourse, radiologists, consultants, people that you'd struggle to have them conversations with and it gave them... We were able to talk about the reasonable adjustments and what difference it would make to people with learning disabilities. Sarika was there from Bradford People First and she did a really good job at talking to people about what it's like having a learning disability, being in hospital. Uh, and the launch went really well. It was really effective. Uh, we are planning on hopefully doing other launches at Airedale Hospital and St Luke's Hospital and... In the community, we've applied for funding for more bags for people. So once we get that funding and we've got more bags, we'll be launching it through Waddy Loves as well and within within the community in the Bradford and Airedale and Warfordale district. That's all we have time for today. Thanks to everyone for coming on the show and giving us info on the Red Bag Project. Mona, welcome. Thank, thank you. Thank you. We have loved being here. Thank yeah, you. Thank, thank you for you. inviting us Amazing. and giving us this time to be able to promote what we're doing. Remember to like, share and follow the show on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. You can find us by searching for The People First Podcast. Thanks for listening.